0: you calm the raging seas you command the highest mountains to fall upon their knees you're the one who welcomes sinners and you open blinded eyes you restored the brokenhearted and you brought the dead to life forgetting all our sins you remember all of You are amazing More than amazing Forever I cry You're more than enough With authority you've spoken And you set the captive free You're the king who came to serve and you're the god who washed our feet you're the one who took our burdens and you bled upon the cross in your kindness and your mercy you became the way for us forgetting all our sins you remember all of your promises you are More than amazing, forever a kind, you're more than enough. You are amazing, more than amazing. oh how glorious you are amazing oh how marvelous oh how wonderful Father, thank you, Jesus. You caught me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may. There I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, where faith may stand, and I will call upon your name, and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace. For I am yours, and you are mine, Jesus, we worship you, your grace abounds in deepest waters, your sovereign hand will be my guide my failing fear surrounds me you've never failed and you won't start now walk upon the waters, wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. As my song.
1: exactly here in the presence of the Lord that you are going to be restored I'm going to invite you to close your eyes for, for a few minutes just be still there and receive the touch from heaven receive that presence of the Holy Spirit is not just inside of your heart but upon you he is here and he wants to bless you he wants you to experience his power you want to lift up your hands Just let the presence of the Holy Spirit come upon
0: you. It is
1: safe to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It is safe. It is wonderful. If you are tired, receive now the strength that He wants you to have. If you are exhausted, receive now the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. He will help you to go through what you have to go through. us Lord we need you Lord this is your time Lord to touch our hearts deeply through your presence with your presence Father those who are not familiar with your Holy Spirit show them Lord how powerful you are How wonderful you are, that you are real. May your presence, Lord, move among us, within us. More of your presence, Lord. More of your presence, Lord. Your sweet presence, Lord. Your peace, Lord. Your forgiveness. I can feel your presence, Lord, in myself and in this place, and I know, Lord, that you are moving and different others here in this room. Fill our hearts, Lord, with this beautiful, sweet presence that your anointing, Lord, will break all chains and set us free. Thank you, Lord. The one who feels weak, Lord, give them the strength. The ones who feel feels sad, give him your joy. The one who feels stressed out, gives him your peace. You do that, Lord, because you are God Almighty. The one that is troubled because of the bad things, does or things. Bring more of your holiness, Lord, into each one of us. More of your holiness. The one who can't feel anything, Lord. Reveal, reveal him how wonderful you are. Reveal her how powerful you are, Lord. As I feel your presence, Lord, I ask you to let them enjoy you, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your spirit take me deeper than my
0: faith never wander. My faith be made strong in the presence of my Savior.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you could feel like it's a cloud, a heavy cloud upon you. I want you to know that is the Holy Spirit. is the presence of the Lord God Almighty in your life. You can sense it. He is here. He is embracing you. He is showing you that He is real. That heavy cloud around you from your head all the way to your toes is the presence of the Lord God Almighty don't be afraid of it just receive that
0: presence
1: thank you Lord in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Folks, some some people, probably you are one of those, if you are not familiar with the presence of the Holy Spirit, you, you might feel strange about this, but let me tell you this. When the Lord, the Holy Spirit is Number one, there is peace, because He is peace. Second, you feel His love. But you can experience touches, physical touches in your body. How do you think that the body of our Lord Jesus Christ was risen? It was powerful. How do you think that you, eventually, will be taken to the clouds, Do you believe in the scripture? Do you believe what the scripture reveals? That one day, coming from the east, we will hear the trumpet and we will see him riding a horse in the church. You, me, us, we are going to be lifted up to the clouds to meet with him. Do you realize that there is power in the Lord? That power will lift you up. Well, get familiar with the power of the Lord. Get familiar with Him. He, he is not natural. Wait a minute, Gian. You are talking about things that are strange to me. I thought that with God, we were cool. Just, you know, talking, Bible singing. You're talking about other things now. What are you talking about? Well, He is not like you. He is not a natural being. He is supernatural. So when you are getting familiar with the presence of the Lord, you will experience things like this. And don't be afraid and enjoy it because he's not going to hurt you. Never. You know what is his objective when he moves among us during worship? His objective is to show you how much he loves you. And you feel his presence and you say, I like this. I like his love in my heart. And because he is supernatural, he would do supernatural things. Like what? Like the fact that there are many people on the highway dying every day in accidents and you don't have that experience. Supernatural, like, like there are many people without work and you have a job. Supernatural, like there are many people that don't have anyone that cares for them and you have a family. He's supernatural. He he will move in the supernatural if you want him, if you want to experience him in that way. He's not gonna force you. But he is supernatural. He really moves in the supernatural. That's why they are called miracles. It's supernatural. It's wonderful to respect. The flag and our governor and our president, right? It's wonderful to respect authority, but all that is human with the Lord is supernatural. You need to start processing that. If it's supernatural, it's not going to be normal. <laughs> you understand that? If it's supernatural, cannot be normal. Amen. Cannot be. Because it's supernatural. It, And when he moves, he will do wonderful things in your life. Open doors, provide a new job, provide for all your needs, heal your body, transform your mentality, everything. He will do it in a supernatural way. Therefore, when we are worshiping him, we need to get used to receive that touch and enjoy his supernatural presence. I enjoy that. And I hope that you will start learning to enjoy it. All right, my brother Brandon, can you give me next slide, please? Thank you. And I hope that we will have a good connection today. We had uh, last week, we read last week this portion of the scripture and I'm going to ask our reader to go ahead again, Miss Marilyn, please. We are going to read The portion of Luke chapter 10, verse 1 through 11 and 16 through 19. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy
2: Spirit. The Lord chose 72 more followers. He sent them out in groups of two. He sent them ahead of him into every town and place where he planned to go. He said to them, there is such a big harvest of people to bring in, but there are only a few workers to help harvest them. God owns the harvest. Ask him to send more workers to help bring in his harvest. You can go now, but listen. I am sending you, and you will be like sheep among wolves. Don't carry any money, a bag, or sandals. Don't stop to talk with people on the road. Before you go into a house, say, peace be with this home. If the people living there love peace, your blessing of peace will stay with them. But if not, your blessing of peace will come back to you. Stay in the peace-loving house. Eat and drink what the people there give you. A worker should be given his pay. Don't leave that house to stay in another house. If you go into a town and the people welcome you, eat the food they give you. Heal the sick people who live there and tell them God's kingdom is now very near you. But if you go into a town and the people don't welcome you, then go out into the streets of that town and say, even the dirt from your own town that sticks to our feet, we wipe off against you. But remember that God's kingdom is coming soon. When anyone listens to you, my followers, they are really listening to me. But when anyone refuses to accept you, they are really refusing to accept me. And when anyone refuses to accept me, They were refusing to accept the one who sent me. When the 72 followers came back from their trip, they were very happy. They said, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we used your name. Jesus said to them, I saw Satan falling like lightning from the sky. He is the enemy, but know that I have given you more power than he has. I have given you power to crush his snakes and scorpions under your feet, nothing will hurt you. Yes, even the spirits obey you, and you can be happy, not because you have this power, but because your names are written in heaven.
1: Thank you, Miss Marilyn. Last week we reviewed this portion, you remember? And we did exactly the same circle that you have in your bulletins with different ideas, and we landed, With this concept, heal them and set them free in my name. We will take it from there today with another eight ideas that I want to share with you today, my friends. So the the next idea that I want to share with you is when the Lord said, tell them God's kingdom is now very near you. Okay, let's talk about it. The kingdom of the Lord, it's a place where there is a king. That means in that place, the king rules. That means in that place, in that kingdom, everything that the king says is done. Because he has the authority and power. And the Lord Jesus said, tell them that the the kingdom of the Lord is now very near you. When you are talking with your friends, when you are spending time with your family or just talking with co-workers, clients, customers, neighbors, you have the opportunity to share with them this very message that God's kingdom is very near them. How? How the kingdom of the Lord gets close to those individuals that are in darkness? It happens through you. The kingdom of the Lord is also a powerful powerful army that conquers. You are part of that army. But in 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 the concept of an army, there is only one way to win, is when we do what the general commander tells us, right? And we work in unity. So again, the same concept of authority and respect. To the king. The only way that you will be effective expanding the kingdom of the Lord towards the community is when you submit yourself to the authority of the king. Because if you don't want to submit to the authority of the king of kings and lord of lords, there is no way that the the kingdom will be expanded through you. The kingdom is going to be expanded, whether it is with you or without you. Because the Lord wants more people to come into the kingdom. He wants to use you. Please repeat after me. The Lord Lord. wants wants to use me. The Lord wants to use you. He wants to expand the kingdom through you. But if you don't want to be part of this expansion, if you don't want to be part of the army, he says, "Okay, that's fine with me. You don't want to obey me. You don't want to submit to myself. It's fine. But I'm going to expand my kingdom no matter what. So what he does is that he takes another person and another person and another person that are willing to obey him. And they expand the kingdom of the Lord because the kingdom of the Lord is not going to stop growing. He's not going to stop growing. The key is who is willing to submit himself to the authority of the king and work with him. So the first thing you need to understand is that in order for the kingdom to be expanded through you, is that you will say yes to him, whatever he says to you, whatever he's putting in your heart. Because the kingdom is actually in your heart. In your heart, there is a main chair. is the throne of your heart. Who is sitting there right now? That's a very important question. Who is sitting in the throne of your heart? In other words... Who is taking decisions, making decisions? Who is telling what to do? Is the Lord in your heart and you are obeying what he's telling you, what he is showing you, or are you the ones who says, I don't want to do that. I know what he wants me to do, but I don't want to do it. The kingdom is not going to expand until we, the church, says, okay, Lord, we will do things your way. And you know what? People around us, they notice when we are being godly or not, right? People around us, they can get the smell of our spirituality. One day I was talking with one of my friends and I was just joking with him and I said, you know, in these days there are apps for everything, right? There is an app to check your calendar, there is an app to check your email, there is an app to communicate, video conferencing to get, uh, keep a log of your weight or your food, how many calories are you getting into your system, how often you take a pill, and on and on and on, right? Pictures and whatnot. I was kidding with this friend, and I said, imagine that we could create an app that measures your spirituality level, you know? A spiritual app. Do you have the spiritual app? No, I don't have it. (laughs) Download it, it's free. You know? Cool. And how that works? Well, you put the phone in front of you, in front of the camera, you push the button, and then the app will tell you your level of spirituality. I'm kidding, right? You understand, it's a joke, right? (laughs) But now imagine that that could be possible. How many people do you think will download the app? How many people would like to see the level of their spirituality?
0: Don't download it, just not share it.
1: (laughs) Would you download that, that app? Would you check your level of spirituality? And if we do, and we see the number, we'll be surprised, right? Ooh, man, I thought that I was a little bit higher. Or we can say, oh, my gosh, I'm that low, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's terrible. Imagine in, the, in marriages, right? Husband and wife sharing that. So what's your spirituality level today, honey? It's none of your business. <laughs>
0: That's between me and God.
1: It's <laughs> something between me and the Lord, right? Uh-huh. Do you understand? If we are really spiritual, and the app will tell us which level we are, we eventually will just do what he says. Spiritually, we can be so effective when we obey his word, when we obey him. Next concept is, we need to learn to respect everyone's decision. The Lord said, I want you to go there and tell them the news about me, But eventually you have to respect what they decide. You are with your friends, you are with your family, you are with your neighbors, you are sharing the good news. But what if they don't want to have anything to do with the good Lord? What if they just don't care? You have so much to offer, but they just are too busy, or they have other plans, or whatever, and they don't want to be part of it. You have to learn to respect their decisions. It's so important instead of getting upset, right? Because you don't have the right to get mad at people that don't want to have anything to do with the Lord. That's not your decision. It's not your role to judge them or get upset. Well, I already invited them to, to come to church. They don't want to come. I'm tired of it. I don't want to invite them ever again. Some people think that way. The question is, did you come the first time you were invited? Did you always follow what the Lord wanted you to do? Were you that kind of nice person, obedient, spiritual person? I know my story, and the answer is no, I was not that good. Actually, I was a kind of rebel. I remember what I was doing Saturday night before Sunday morning. People were waking me up trying to take me to church. I know what I was doing. It was not nice, it was not spiritual, it was not decent. And I try to find all kind of excuses to not to come to church on Sunday morning. Do you remember when you started that Christian walk? Do you remember how many times you find an excuse or reason to say no? Do you remember? Do you remember, do you realize how many times the Lord is talking to you today to do something and you say no? Do you realize that? You see how respectful the Lord is about your decisions? He says no. You need to learn to respect people's decisions. It's it's not your job to get upset or mad. The Lord is going to take care of that. That is none of your business. Because we are just messengers of the Lord Jesus, right? Our job is just to invite them. Our job is just to share with them the wonderful news that there is hope in Jesus. If you could go from here to the following two, three blocks, one house after the other, one house after the other, knocking at the door, and you say, Excuse me, I would like to ask you a question, and I know you don't know me, but quickly. Do you have any kind of problems in your home? If you ask that question in two blocks, how many of those houses do you think they will say they don't have problems? It's like if I ask you, do you have any problems? All of us have problems. Who doesn't have problems, right? My point is this, our message is that there is hope in the name of Jesus, that regardless of the kind of problem everyone is going through, there is hope in the name of Jesus. And that is the message, my friends. There is no other message. If they have health problems, there is hope in the name of Jesus. If they have financial problems, there is hope in the name of Jesus. If they have work problems, there is hope in the name of Jesus. If they have relationship problems, there is hope in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what kind of problem people have. There is hope, and all that you have to say is, listen, I know the Lord hears your prayers. Pray to the Lord. The Lord Jesus is going to answer your prayers. Come to church. Because all that you have to do is just to be a what? A messenger. That's all that you have to do. Just share the message. What is the message again? There is hope in the name of Jesus. What is the message? I'm going to ask you again. What is the message? Write it down in your bulletin, please. Write it down. The message that you should share with everybody is that there is hope in the name of Jesus. There is hope. Do not give up. No, do not give up, buddy. Yeah, they fired you. You lost your job. But you know what? There is hope in the name of Jesus. Yes, it's true. You are all beat up, man. Your, your, your body really looks horrible. Yeah, it's true. Your finances are a disaster. It's true. Your relationship with this person is awful. But there is hope in the name of Jesus. When you claim to the name of Jesus, when you cry out to him, he is going to respond to you. Have you experienced that? Would you agree with that? How many times he had saved you? Do you remember or you forgot already? He opened a new door for you. He gives you a new job. He gives the opportunity for you to start all over again. You may stop out there, but he opens a new door for you here. There is always hope in the name of Jesus. But let me share with you another passage just here. We are going to read now in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29. There are three scriptures that I would like you to, to read with me and Ms. Marilyn as well.
2: Some people refuse to bend when someone corrects them. Eventually they will break and there will be no one to repair the damage.
1: Thank you. Some people refuse to bend when someone corrects them. You know know what is the issue sometimes, friends? That we are just afraid to tell somebody, you know, maybe there is another way to do that. Have you ever thought that maybe you are in the midst of that circumstance so you can tell to that person that that is wrong? Have you ever thought about it? Oh, Gian! but I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to say, listen, listen what the scripture says. Some people refuse to bend when someone corrects them. But eventually they will break and there will be no one to repair the damage. When you are seeing someone that is just going wrong, perhaps you, is, 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 is <laughs> the opportunity that the Lord is giving you to talk to this person. Hey, listen, do you want to think about it? I'm going to give you a suggestion how to manage that situation because I know that it is complex. You don't want to accuse anyone, but this is my suggestion to you. This is what I do with my friends. I say, whatever is the problem, right? I say, have you thought about pros and cons? Have you written... What are the consequences if you go in this path or if you go in this other path? And you know what they say to me 100% of the time? No. No, I, I haven't. Well, what if you do it? You see, I'm trying to correct him, but I don't start with the stick in the head because no one likes that. Right? You just ask them, have you thought about this? Pros and cons? What if you write the consequences if you take this path or if you take this other path. That's my suggestion to you. You are in the midst of that situation because the Lord wants to use you because you are his messenger. messenger. You are his messenger if you want to obey. If you don't want to obey, don't obey. Don't do it then. Somebody else will do it. I guarantee you that. But you are here today, not just because. There is a reason why you are here today. There is a reason why you are listening to this podcast now. The Lord is telling you something. You are in the midst of that particular situation because he wants to use you as a messenger. A messenger of whom? The Lord Jesus. What is the message? That there is hope in the name of Jesus. And if you have to correct somebody, do it with love. Ask this person, have you thought about it? What are the pros and cons? Let's talk about this. There is a funny story. One of the kids in the house. <laughs> so at that point, Tracy wasn't uh, just having another surgery. So Mama Tina came to cook for those days. And the kids are in the house. Eventually, Tracy's getting better. She has, Mama Tina has to go back to her home. And one of the kids was four or five years old, I think. When he knew that Mama Tina is leaving back home, he says, hey, wait, wait a minute. What do we think about this? Because we have a cook in the house Ooh. four years old. Hey, wait, wait, what do we think about this? Mama well,
0: can't cook, but nanny can. Don't leave.
1: <laughs> That's all that I am asking you to do. When you are in the midst of that situation, Ask the person, what what do we think about this? What are the pros and cons? What are the consequences if you go in this direction or if you go in this other direction? Friends, my friend, do you realize that you could save somebody's life? Do you realize that? Do you realize that it's in your hands the opportunity to change the destiny of somebody just by asking them to think about it? if you want to obey. Now, there is another passage. Please, Brandon. I think I I went all the way. All right. We are going to read Proverbs 29, 22, please.
2: An angry person causes arguments, and someone who is quick-tempered is guilty of many sins.
1: When you are in the midst of those situations, do not lose the cool. Do not lose the cool. You can be very upset, right? There are situations, friends, where you just... right? You just want to do something about it. You just can't stand it anymore. Well, but the scripture says, says in Proverbs 29:22, an angry person causes arguments and someone who is quick-tempered is guilty of many sins. Do not lose the cool. What do you do if someone is losing the cool where you are? You go away. You don't have to stay in a place where someone is just arguing, arguing, and ready to escalate to the next level. You don't need to be there. You don't have to be there. It's not healthy, it's not convenient, and you're going to to be unhappy about it. The next scripture, Miss Marilyn, is in your bulletins. Proverbs 29, 23.
2: Your pride can bring you down. Humility will bring you honor.
1: You are with your friend who is in trouble. You are the messenger. The message is that there is hope in the name of Jesus. You are not losing the cool. But at that point, you are so tired of the situation, and pride comes into sin. Scene, scene, and you say, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to have anything to do with these people anymore, ever. But you are just thinking to yourself. The scripture says humility will bring you honor. In those situations when you are humble and meek and patient and tolerant, you can save a life. You have to be So patient and tolerant with everybody. You have to. It's the only way that you can help them. They don't know any better. They will just do the same stupid mistake again and again and again. It's your job to minister to these people. That is your job. What can I do so that they will accept me. When you are with your friends and family, and they know that you are a messenger of the Lord, that you are spiritual, that you have hope, that you pray, that you go to church, that you want to do things right, some of them, they are not going to like you, right? Some of them, they are going to say bad things about you because now you are clean. You used to do certain things, now you don't do those things. (laughs) You used to, to use certain language, and now you don't use that kind of language. You used to do certain things that you don't want to do anymore, and then don't like you because of that. So what can you do that they will accept you? You love them, no matter what. You just love them. You already respect their decisions, right? They don't want to come to church. You already told them, what do we think about it? <laughs> you told them, you know what? There is hope in the name of Jesus. And, and they just don't like that. So what can you do? You just love them. Because in reality, they are not rejecting you. They are rejecting the Lord. So you need to understand that it's not against you, or well, it's against me. Gian. they told me that they don't want to see me again. You know, he's not taking my calls. She doesn't want to meet me again. I don't know what is the problem. I don't know what what I have done. In one occasion, one of you guys here in the church said to me, I'm concerned for my relationship with such and such person from the church. And I said, why is that? Well, you told me to reach out that uh, maybe we could have coffee or something. Okay. Well, I did call. And we have the conversation and everything was going well. But I said something at the end of the call. And it, it kind of uh, put everything in bad terms. What did you say? Did you offend this person or something? No, 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 no. I just said something like, uh, uh pray about it, maybe the Lord will guide you and something like that in those lines. And what is the problem? Well, after that phone call, I have reached out several more times, and there is no answer. <laughs> he says. I think he's rejecting me now. (laughs) I said, no, he's not rejecting you. This person was part of the church at some point and decided to go to the world for a little ride, right? And he's enjoying the world right now. You are reaching out because you want this person back in the church. He's not rejecting you. It's not personal. It's not against you. It's just that this person doesn't want to have anything to do with the Lord right now. For this person, church is not important. It's irrelevant. Do you understand? Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Because it's not against you. They are not rejecting you. Tracy and I go after many people constantly during the whole week through Facebook, Messenger, Text messages, phone calls, visiting, getting together, and we are just reaching out, reaching out, and reaching out. Do you think that everybody that we reach out responds and say, oh, cool, I'm so glad that you call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so blessed with this text message. No. But we don't feel that it's a rejection towards us. We just think something is happening in the life of that person, We need to take time, keep praying, reaching, continue reaching out, and wait. And wait. And when you see those individuals, you just love them again because it was not against you. You just love them back. And embrace them and receive them. How many of your friends probably are still waiting for that phone call from you. How many of your friends are still thinking? Maybe one of these days. Don't be prideful. Do not let pride eat you. Get rid of that. Reach out again. Reach out. They need you. The Lord wants to expand the kingdom and it's going to happen through you if you obey. Go ahead. The Lord sent me to this individual. To this individual. For a reason. For a reason. One way or other, I got connected with you. And I'm going to use an example. Chris Gamboa, your husband Elisa. For some reason, we got connected, right? So I reach out to him periodically. We talk. He comes to the church. The Lord sent me to him for a reason. Uh, There is a reason why. It's not just because. There is a reason. And there is always a spiritual reason. The Lord has something for us in the future. You don't know what is going to happen through time. I remember this story. I was serving in this particular church in that particular year and I decided that day because the Lord put in my heart that I needed to call certain individuals and their birthday I called this particular number the person answered the phone and I said this is Gian one of the pastors here in the church and I wanted to tell you happy birthday you have no idea How that phone call developed a strong relationship with this particular friend. Still today. There is a reason why you are connecting with somebody. You don't see it now. You don't understand why. You don't worry about it. The Lord sent you to that individual. There is a reason. Develop the relationship. Keep pushing forward. Keep reaching out. Keep loving Keep praying. Be the messenger. There is hope in the name of Jesus. Don't give up in in your context. There is a reason why the Lord puts you in contact with that person. All that you have to think is this. Well, I am an ambassador of the Lord Jesus. That's what I am. I'm nothing else but his ambassador. I'm his messenger. I represent the Lord. Therefore, your testimony is very important. Because those who are around you, those friends that know you and see you, and hear you saying that there is hope in Jesus, there is a church that you are invited them. They are watching your life and your testimony. And you don't want to give a bad testimony of the Lord in your life. This week I had a wonderful meeting with someone in the church, one of our leaders here. And there was something that was said that it was special. This person said to me, when I asked the question, this person said, yes, I think I have changed I, I see the improvement in myself. And that was awesome to me. When you realize, well, yeah, I'm not there yet. You know, I'm a little bit messed up still. <laughs> right? But I'm improving compared to last year. Right now, I'm, I'm doing much better. And you should long for that kind of testimony that you are becoming a better ambassador of the Lord Jesus (coughs) Amen. amen amen we are going to take communion I'm going to invite our brother Marsh to come here he as you know he is the minister in charge for communion and I'm gonna let him take care of this in the name of Jesus
3: In taking uh, the communion, we remember the Lord's life and remember his sacrifice, what he did for us so he could give us, allow us to partake in his divine nature. That's what God offers us, to be more than people, more than human, to become, as John says, supernatural. Because the human spirit that we were all born with, so very natural, upon our expression of acceptance of what he has to offer, he took that that was in us that was very natural and he removed it and he replaced it with a spirit that's like his own, very supernatural. It get chills sometimes when I think about that, but this is what we remember when we take the Lord's Supper is not our sins. That's not why we take the Lord's Supper. We don't run over our sins and think about them and rehash them and think, if I sinned against anybody, I better go make it right with them before I take the Lord's Supper. This is uh, error that's prevalent today we're not under the law we're free from the law we're not under sin we're free from sin yeah we still commit sins but sin is no longer our master and we're not a slave we look to the Lord to live in us and if you want to picture things Picture yourself seated right next to the Lord because that's what Scripture says. He has seated us right next to him in holiness and purity. Everything we do is not holy and pure, but we ourselves are called holy and pure by God. And anyone who wants to dispute that cannot just look at us and dispute it. They have to take that up with God. He's the one that called it as it is. So we take the bread. We remember that Jesus, if you think about it, in heaven, could just say the word and declare that we are forgiven. And it would be we'll be forgiven. That's not what he did. Think about coming to earth, taking on a human body with all the frailties compared to where what he was and where he came from, what he took on, the things that we we hate about ourselves, the weaknesses that we hate about ourselves. He took all that on. And then allowed himself to be insulted, humiliated, stripped, naked, beaten within an inch of his life by ungodly men. Then <laughs> forced to carry his own method of crucifixion and then nailed to that. He didn't have to do that. He could have done everything with just a word, just like he created the world and the universe, the stars, the sun, the moon. He could have said, everybody's forgiven because that's what I want. No. He came to blaze a trail and to take everything that we have to go through upon himself and go through it himself. He didn't have to do that. Leaders don't do that. They just tell you, okay, you... You go there and you suffer that, and you go over there and you suffer this. Uh Uh-uh. He came and he took everything on himself and blazed that trail for us and then doesn't even expect us to do as good as he did or even half as good. He just says, as good as you can try, just you're trying, and that's acceptable. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you from the bottoms of our heart for that sacrifice that you gave to us to make us holy and acceptable to you. I know we're not perfect in our behavior, but we are more than just our behavior since you have created in us a new spirit And we have gone and followed you into your death, your burial, and your resurrection. Because our old spirit was crucified with you, according to Romans 6. And we have been given a new spirit. And it's in that holiness that we identify, not with our behavior. But with our newness of spirit, we identify as our self. That's who we are. That's what we're proud of. That's what makes us acceptable to you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Please, everybody, in a row, we are going to take the bread and the the fruit of the vine. We can come in.
0: We'll be here in the front.
1: Chelsea, receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Marilyn, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Micah, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Alisa, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. James, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Charlotte, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Charlene, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Terry, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Dwayne, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Abby, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mary, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Penny, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ginger, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ben, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jessica, receive it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jay, receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Marsh, receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Miss Elida, you are welcome to come. Okay. Brandon, you took it from him?